guys and welcome back to the vitriol podcast episode five for those of you that don't know me my name is maddie and i'm a proud science nerd whilst the effects of covid still affect us and i subsequently cannot do my usual in-person boozy science events i'm bringing you these podcasts instead so i hope you are all keeping well and that this podcast might be helping engage your brain If you have any subject suggestions or follow-up questions, please get in touch with me. You can find me on Instagram at vitriol underscore science. You can also contact me via my website, vitriolscience.com, where you can find my email address and also some super cute merch items, uh, which I will be adding to over the next week or so. So this episode is going to be addressing the follow-up questions that I have received from previous episodes. So we'll start with episode one, which was, why is the sky blue? The question sent in was, do other animals see the sky as a different color? So the short answer is yes. As mentioned in episode one, there's three factors at play as to why we see the sky as blue. One of those reasons is the anatomy of our eyes and specifically the color detecting areas of our eyes, which are referred to as cones. Humans have green, blue, and red color-detecting cones. Dogs, for example, have two, green and blue, and is why they don't see colors the same way as we do. In fact, humans who suffer from color blindness often perceive colors in the same way as dogs, due to the fact that, generally speaking, they will only have two working color-receptive cones. Bees, they are interesting in the sense that they have three color receptive cones too, but they have a green, a blue, and an ultraviolet receptor. So they can see things that we can't, and so can other animals, like butterflies. They have five color receptive cones. And probably the the supreme being when it comes to color receptive cones is surprisingly the mantis shrimp which has 16 color receptive cones we are still unable to fathom what their vision is like but i guess colors just like reality are a bit subjective so episode two the scenting question relating to sea animals and shells was why is calcium so important as opposed to sodium So interestingly, calcium is the fifth most abundant dissolved ion or element in seawater. And it's also the fifth most abundant element in the human body. The reason why calcium is utilized is because a shell needs to be hard and protective. And just because sodium is more abundant in the sea does not mean it has to be utilized the most by an animal in this environment. If we think about our own bones, they also have to be strong. And one of the main components of our bones is also calcium. So it comes down to the need for these structures to be strong and protective. And the only way to achieve that is to utilize calcium from the environment, be it from the sea as a mollusk or from a yogurt as a human. Moving on to the sent in question from episode four, which was about orgasms. And the question is, could a lack of orgasm explain the lack of attachment following sex? So if we think about this 
purely from the perspective of hormones released during and following sex, if that was all that was going on, then the answer would be yes. However, there are a lot of different factors at play here. Emotions, physical attraction, and the fact that sex can mean different things to different people. The complexities of relationships, be them sexual in nature or not, are immense. The long answer to this question is difficult because of these factors and the beauty that every human being is their own individual. So again, thinking about it purely from the perspective of the hormones that are happening in our bodies and being released, the answer would be yes, but I cannot definitively give you an answer on that. That is something that is very subjective and can vary very much person to person. So as always, guys, please get in touch with me for any follow-up questions or subject ideas. I've got a really nice OCD spreadsheet planned for all the suggestions sent in so far. It's color-coded. It's look, I'm pretty proud of it. And I'll be making my way through all of the suggestions. The next episode is going to be very personal to me. It's going to be about endometriosis. It's really important to me to spread knowledge about endo and inform those who may not understand what it is and potentially not even realize that they might have signs and symptoms themselves. So until then, guys, stay safe. Do not be shy to get in touch with me and I will be working on episode six. Episode six.